Amen. Now, how many people would agree with this? Life is full of surprises. Is that a fair statement? How many people like surprises? I knew y'all were going to say, it depends, is it a good surprise or is it a bad surprise? How many people like good surprises? Now, we know the other answer. Good surprise. Some people don't like surprises at all. But I think it's kind of exciting, man. It spices up things. But, you know, things can change in an instant, can't they? They can change in an instant. One phone call, one, one, you know, one little note, one little thing like that. But, you know, a lot of times when we think about surprises in that context, we think it's bad news. But I'm going to tell you what. I got some good news for you today. I want you to know that God covers all the bases, amen? All bases are covered with Christ. And we're going to go through the scripture today and encourage one another that you know what? God's got it. Y'all ever heard that? Amen. That is fresh on our lips and, and always in our heart. But I want you to look at this today because God speaks to every season of our life. The question is, are we listening? Preaching to me first. It started for me, right? Uh, am I listening? Take a look at this. I want to I comfort you with this scripture today, okay? Psalm 139.16. I got a lot of good scriptures for you guys to copy down and hide in your heart, okay? It says, you saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day has passed. God knew you from the very beginning. God knew your story. And because of his great love, he's remained faithful. We can have confidence in Christ, amen? In, in all situations, even when we go, man, I, I don't know what's going on, but I know God's good. I know that God can work all things together, regardless of our past, present, or future. You know, the, the Lord is not blindsided by anything we deal with. Isn't that good? Now, I know in life we get blindsided with stuff. Never saw this coming. Never thought I'd be here. You know, and I want to speak to those issues today because all of us sometimes, man, we think, you know, this is, you know, we, we have the, the, the one-year plan. We have the five-year plan. We have the 30-year plan. I'm not against planning, okay? I think it's great to plan, but is God in the center of your plan? Is he at the head directing things in your plan? And things can change, but who never changes? The Lord never changes. And so by doing that, by keeping our eyes on him, we know that we can remain faithful on the course because God is good. And you know this here. We get a great misunderstanding, I think, a lot of times of this because we think, man, so many times that life is supposed to be comfortable. Do we think like a lot of to be honest? We think, man, life should be comfortable. I mean, I'm going to work. Uh, I'm in good shape. Um, you know, I, I, I go to church. I shouldn't have any problems. That's not the way it works, is it? Because this crazy thing called life kicks in. And I'm not here to bring you down. I'm here to lift you up. But I just want to get to the root of this because we're all talking about the same thing. We all deal with different things. I can promise you as the pastor, it's not like I get to my house and everything just right? Ring. Denise comes to the door. Hello, honey. How was your day? Right? She does do that if I'm dreaming, right? <laughs> but I tell you what, I'm thankful that she's, she's, she's awesome. But you know, there's things that we just don't plan for sometimes. There's things that we just don't see coming. But you know what? Nothing surprises God. Amen? So let's keep on rolling with this here. I want us to know this. Even though life's not always comfortable, that doesn't mean that God doesn't come along and comfort us. Somebody say amen right there. That's a good place to say amen. God can comfort us in the uncomfortable things that we deal with. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad that we can we go back to his word? Look at this. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had even passed. God's ahead of schedule, amen? God is large and in charge, is what one of my buddies used to say. But I don't want to minimize that. He is the... 
He's the Lord of all creation, and he's the one that holds our salvation. I want us to, to really jump in that today and understand, man, we can, we can have peace because all bases are covered in Christ. All bases are covered. You know, I, I've done a lot of studying this week about the covering and the protection that we receive in Christ. And so I'd like to walk through a few of our situations today and kind of get this thing from God's perspective. And I'd like to start out today with our past, all right? So let's take a look at this. I love this slide of track down. It said, let's get past our past. Can I get an amen there? Amen. See, a lot of times, folks, we just can't get past our past. I'm not minimizing your past. Please understand that. I'm not. But I'm going to tell you, sometimes we got to get past the past so we can see the present and the future. Amen? And, and you know, I wrote a few things down there. I mean, you, you think about this. If your past wasn't so good, why do you want to hold on to it? Let's just kind of talk through it. Well, I, I, I'm trying. I'm trying. Let's, let's turn it over to God. I pray that today that the Holy Spirit, the Lord God Almighty, breaks those shackles of our past pain and brings healing and comfort to us today through this message. And don't pick it up when you leave. Grab hold of the truth and grab hold of what God wants to do in our life. But see, the enemy wants to try to keep a shackle to these things. He goes, bring up our past, you know. He wants to hinder our future. Remember when you did that? Remember when you said that? What about this? That ever happened, y'all? Get that little whisper in your ear? That's not God. God's telling you what you can do, what you can be, what he paid Ultimately, for the price. You know, I was looking at the video the other day, and every time I start talking about the cross, I point over here. The cross is over here, folks. That's why I keep pointing that way. Because you know what? I want us to be centrally thinking about what that means. The death, burial, and resurrection, man. That's what the whole story is. And so today, I, I pray that we can let go of our past because you know why? We have this great thing called choice. Amen? So I'm going to give you some great scriptures here as we go and walk and talk about our past. i got a little bit of intro here I want to give before we jump in. I said God leads, directs, and guides and provides all the covering we need in our lives. God covers our past, present, and future. God covers your past with forgiveness and healing. Now I'm going to tell you right there, grab hold of that right there. Throughout the Bible, we read over and over and over about how God continually covered his children, man, that he was in his grace and, and working through our lives and stuff. And, and we see that all through the Bible. People would turn from him and they would experience some, some tough times and different things like that. And then God would, con would continue to, to share his love and they would come back. Maybe you're in a season where you need to come back. Maybe we need to turn back to the Lord and let go of the past and move forward to our now. We're going to be speaking about our now today. But he covers each area of our life, no matter how big, how small you may perceive that issue. God knows about it, and he cares. I think a lot of times we, we think that maybe our issue is too small. Think about that. I, I don't want to bug God. He's probably got busier things to do. He's God. He's never too busy. It's not like, you know, when, when we're trying to do some answer the phone and, 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 and cook on the, on the grill and try to go over here and all these different things. We don't have to worry about it. God is not bombarded by what you need. Amen? Matter of fact, I know just from being a dad, I like to know what's going on in my kid's life. How about you guys? I, I say this from time to time. I remember when they come home from school. You know, when they were little, they would tell you everything. Get home from school, yeah, you know, Bobby Joe blew milk out of his nose, and we had this, and somebody ate a crayon. And, I mean, yeah, yeah, you're right there. You know, and that's 10th grade. <laughs> I was going to see if y'all were listening, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then, then next year, they didn't. But then as time goes by, they start thinking, well, you know, I don't want to bug you with that. Young folks, 
you, you folks want to know what's going on in your life. I like it. That's not boring to me. I want to know what's going on. I want to hear about that because I love you, right? Well, think how much more that God loves all of us. He wants to know what's going on. It's not that he doesn't know, but isn't it good when we had that conversation? That's fellowship. That's what's going on. You know, and you know what? I don't even care if they tell me the same thing twice. I'm thinking it must be important then, right? I need to listen. If God mentions something in the Bible once, it's important. If he mentions it twice, you better be listening, man. So think about that. So as we cut through these things today, I hope that we can insert ourselves in a story. And when you face these situations that seem hopeless, remember that you are covered by God. All your bases were covered before you were even born. Amen? Let's take a look at this. Psalm 121. I lift my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? It comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. God will not let your foot slip, and God who watches over you will not slumber. I was thinking the other night when I was studying and cross-referencing stuff, I go, why do I know that scripture so, so much? Why do I know that? Why is that so much on my heart? And I, didn't, I couldn't remember. And then I remembered. That was a scripture, one of the first funerals I ever preached for my uncle. My uncle was a, a, uh, over in Germany, uh, lived a long life, lived a long, full life. And when he passed away, they gave me, I think it was 10 minutes up in the cemetery. That's how it is on, for the military. I think they ought to get all the time they need. And they push you right on through. And the guy said, excuse me, uh, pastor? I said, yeah. He says, uh, you got five minutes. And we got five minutes to roll them out because we got somebody else. I didn't do well with that. And I remember this right here. That you know what? That regardless of what I said or what I did or whatever was going on in that five minutes, that wasn't going to define my God and it wasn't going to define my uncle. But you know what? When I left there, I could still define my God and my uncle. See, a lot of times people want to put you in a box. You're just a number so many times. Not to God. You matter. And I kept thinking about that. that. That's why it just resonated in my heart. I said, that's, that's a powerful reminder that the Lord has us covered. He's not sleeping on the job, man. He's working all things together for the big picture. So, you know, as we go through this, we need to just walk through and see a few of the promises of God. Amen. That we can turn around and focus on his great forgiveness. How about this? First John 1, 9. Anybody remember this one? But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us of all our sin and to cleanse us from all wickedness man i said the lord is face faithful in every situation a lot of times we're not faithful in every situation are we but the lord is faithful every situation we encounter man but are you willing to go to god and receive his forgiveness i talked to a lot of people and i want to tell you one of the hardest things i've seen to try to get across to people sometimes in my own life is to receive the forgiveness of god you say, well, I'm not worthy. I said, me either. That's why it's grace. But you don't know my past. You don't know my past either. Yeah. But see, we're talking about leaving our past behind in the past and stepping into our now because of what he's done. But if we confess our sins to him, if we get with the Lord and say, Lord, you know, I'm having trouble in this area. Lord, I am missing the mark. Lord, I need some help in this area here. What does it say? He is faithful. It didn't say I am faithful. He said, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness, all unrighteousness. 
Man, I don't know about you, but when I read that and I take time to insert myself in the story and realize, you know, Jesus did that for me. Guess what? I start feeling a little bit lighter. I start saying, you know what? Why am I worried about guilt and shame? Because it's already been taken care of. When I come to the Lord and say, Lord, you know what? Please forgive me in this area. Please forgive me in this. Please forgive me. And he says, you know what? I, I, I forgave you. Can you imagine this? I'm going to give you just a, a little object lesson. I like using this sometime. <clears throat> Your child comes to you and says, hey, mom and dad, I need the car keys. And you said, okay. So can I please have the car keys? And you said, well, here you go. No problem. And then they turn around and they go and they walk out and they come back and go, but I need the car keys. You said, uh, I gave you the car keys. And they come back and they, but, but what about, I, I really need the car keys. You said, buddy, what are you talking about? They're coming back and they already got it. We keep coming back. And God's already got it. You see what I'm saying? All the bases are covered. I just want to use that as an as a analogy. We keep coming back, oh, oh, oh. And God says, what are you talking about? I've done separate your sin as far as the east is from the west. I put them in a sea of forgetfulness, crunched them down. What are you talking about? You're forgiven. It's going to help somebody today. It's going to help somebody today, right? You've been forgiven. Will you receive it? Will you receive it? Think about having a check. Somebody ever wrote you a check and you keep it in your wallet? And you forget about it, keep it in your pocketbook. Doesn't do you much good there, right? You got it, but you're not utilizing it. And then one day you go, man, I need to cash that check. Cash the check of faith and forgiveness today. That's what he's done for us. I want you to look at this, man. I said, do we confess our sins to him? Are we willing to ask the Lord for help to turn from sin and turn back to him? It's sure available. It's available. Yet I believe there's so many times that we just get overwhelmed and depressed in many cases because we keep carrying the shame and the guilt. Man, friends, if you get this today, this is a game changer for us. So look at this. People ask me this all the time. You ever have this happen? Let me first say, I can have a bad day. Anybody believe that? And everybody said amen. But I want to tell you, most of the time, I'm pretty upbeat. And sometimes people get all mad when you're upbeat. I go to work, I've told you this before, I'm like, Woo, I'm whistling, I'm singing, and going, be quiet. I hadn't even had my coffee. You know? And they go, what are you so happy about? They got to do the neck. What are you so happy about? I said, you know what, I, this, this, I love to watch your face, man. They said, what are you so happy? I said, I'm forgiven. And you know what happens, you can see it on the face. Well, who do you think you are? <laughs> I'm a child of God. I believe in the promises of God. I'm standing on the word of God. He says, if I confess my sin to him, he's faithful to forgive him. Why am I going to bring him in the next day? Right? Turn around. Well, I know, boy, I tell you, last week I tell you, oh, man, I did this and I did. Instead of saying, man, let me tell you what, God is so good. He gave me a fresh start today. When you start your morning, what do you start feeding on? I'm going to tell you right now, this will help somebody. They say about the first 20 or 30 minutes in the morning, your brain, your brain is ticking, man. Taking it all in. And what you take in in about the first 30 minutes will impact the next 23 and a half hours. So when you wake up, focus on the good. Write it down if you have to before you go to sleep. Put a Bible verse on your mirror, something like that, whatever. I don't know what we got to do, but I'm going to tell you what, that's the truth. And you know it's true. Man, you know it's true. You get up and you go, oh, I got it. Can you have me? Come on. Let me, let's walk. There you go. That's how it starts out in the morning. It doesn't flip my stuff over. Got to get ready for work. Got to put my shoes on. Can't believe my pants are this tight. Denise must have dried them because I know I ain't gaining no weight. Right? What, what am I saying? Oh, it's everybody's fault but mine. 
That's all. Oh, I can't believe that. Yeah. All right, baby. I got to go. I'm going to take the trash. I know. I got to do it. All right, all right. And then I go all the way to the car, get in the car, and I forget my badge. She must have moved it. Come on, guys. I'm trying to help us. She must have moved it. Did you move my stuff? Uh, no, it's right where you put it. I see, I see this going on. I, I, I got, I'm, on the, I'm on the right track. Man, think about that. Oh, then you got this. You got, all, you got the list going. Oh, man, I got to do that. I got to go by mom's day. I got to do this today. All right. And next thing you know, you're so overwhelmed before you even get, get out the door. You're just like, oh, my goodness. What happens if you say, whoo, man, look at that. Look at that. Look at that pretty woman there. That's my girl. How you doing? What's going on? I tell Denise all the time, I'm going to tell you, because I usually dig, I dig in pretty deep here, right? It's a long way home sometimes. I always say, baby, you look good. You, could, you look good even if you had a potato sack on. You look good. Help me out. Smile a little bit. <laughs> trying to dig out, man. I'm trying to dig out. <laughs> trying to dig, baby. But, you know, what happens if I focus about that? You know, so what I start doing, I talk to my animals in the morning. You know, animals are amazing, aren't they? I got a little cat named Jack. He's crazy. He just loves me, man. And he gets up in the morning. We got a little routine. He's like, turn the water faucet on. He don't, he, he's too good for drinking out of the bowl. He's got to drink out of the water faucet. He put his head under there. He's looking like that. He's as happy as can be. Then, see, I go get my little, I get my little muscle bar or whatever you call that, low-carb thing. You eat, it don't work if you eat 12 of them. But anyway, <laughs> but I, I, I'm trying, right? So I get that. And he's over there like, hey, what about the meow mix? What about that? What about the chopped grill, you know? And I'm over here. I'm doing this stuff here. And I start looking. I said, man, they got it made. What's going on? I need to hang out with that. You know, they got it made. I mean, people told me all the time, it's like, man, you know, the Chapman House for Animals is just like a little slice of heaven. Because all of our animals are rescues, all of them. And I think the word that is like, psst, psst. go over there when that lady comes home, she'll let you in the house. She'll feed you. They're up there like this, limping and doing it, laying out there like this. And then next thing they get some food, and they're like, doing the cha-cha. I said, they got you again. The word's out, man. They got, they, they, they got it. And I'm saying all these things right here because you know what? They're not carrying that around. If we just look at the blessings in our house, I get up and I say, woo, the air conditioner's working. How about the air conditioner never broke down lately? It gets hot, don't you? Man, I, get, I said, man, the air that's good. Look for things to be a blessing on. Woo, guess what? I got one of those little uh, bars. What is they called again? Atkin Pro, Protein Bars. You can tell how much I like them. Oh, I got one of those. Wonderful. <laughs> Sometimes you've got to make yourself like stuff, right? But you've got to choose is what I'm saying. You know? So when I'm driving, I'm thinking, that thing tastes like a Reese cut. <laughs> hey, that's good. Mm, I get to work and I go, hey, what's going on? Praise the Lord. And the guys are going. Go, oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Right? Having a good old time there, right? Y'all are going to remember this message, right? I'm saying the whole time, we get all wrapped around our past. We get all wrapped around, oh, the day is going to be just like this. But you know what? Set some time aside in the morning to get with God and count a handful of blessings. What would happen if we just start talking about the promises of God when we first woke up? Let's keep on rolling. Man, I tell you what, it's so amazing when we start counting the provisions and seeing what God has done for us. Man, it'll start lightening your load, man. And, and we start, it's, it's like, man, I don't have to carry these burdens. Let's keep on moving here. Ephesians 4, 31 and 32. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Sounds like the news, doesn't it? Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ, just as in Christ God forgave you. 
See, don't forget that. Don't forget that part. Just as in Christ, God forgave you. How does it feel to be forgiven? It's freeing, isn't it? It's amazing. It'll, it'll change your whole perspective of stuff, man. We started looking around the other day and, and, and just spending time with people. We allowed the past to paralyze us so many times, man. So many times. How many people have talked to a friend going through a tough time, and the first thing they start doing is they roll back about 10 years, five years, a month, whatever. They are back here. I'm thinking, what year was that? And they have been carrying that and carrying that and carrying that over and over and over. Man, let it go. Let it go. Give it to the Lord. And you know what? And then, next thing happens, we, we, we get bitter instead of getting better. Well, you don't know what such and such did to me. You don't know about that. I, I don't need to know about that because I can't control that. I can't control how they're going to respond. But you know what? The Lord tells me to get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. So, Lord, guess what? I need some help with that sometimes, right? What do you say? Eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. What do you get with that? A bunch of toothless eye, eye, blind people. You've got to go ahead and move on. That ain't going to do anything. We've got to receive his forgiveness. That's what I want you to see today. And I know sometimes it's hard. I'm not minimizing what you've been through. But let me tell you what. When we do this, God has just changes our heart where he can start using us in a mighty, mighty way. I said, God has you covered. And in taking you through this journey of life, he's given us every tool we need for success. Every tool you need is found in Christ. Everything that we need. We don't need to worry. We don't need to fret. We don't need to feel discouraged. Remember that God has not only covered you with the promises and the provisions, but he's covered you with encouragement and love for the difficult times. We've got to change our mindset. God has covered all the bases. He's got it under control. But we want to take it back. Let me ask you a question. How many folks come to church sometimes they feel a little overwhelmed? Just a little bit, right? How many times when you leave here you feel a little bit better? A little bit better. And then about the time you get to the stoplight, it starts creeping back on. And the time you get home, it creeps back on a little bit more because the to-do list is growing and everything else. Take this message and seal it in your heart. And when that starts to come back on, start speaking the words. Say, man, I'm forgiven. I don't have to worry about my past. See, we think our past is like six years ago, ten years ago, last week. Our past is back there. It's back there. It's back there. Leave it behind, man. Keep moving on into your now. How many people are now people? Moving right on now. You know, we got to focus on what's going on now. So let's take a look at this. Let's get past our past. You know what? God did. God paid the price. Jesus came. And he forgave. But why do we keep bringing it up? We need to move into the now, into our presence. Everybody doing good? All right. Allow God to work in your now. How do you view your present situation? Is it good? Is it bad? Does it need an adjustment? Have you left your past in the past? What's stopping you from receiving your breakthrough? And I'm not talking about on the, on the outside. I'm talking about on the inside. What's stopping you from receiving God's best? Is it the man in the mirror, the lady in the mirror? Because that's the only one you have control over. There's greatness in you. God is willing to pour it in you, but you know what? you got to be ready to receive it, man. I'm talking about today. This is an on-time message today. 
I, I, I can't do anything about lawyers, and I can't do anything about jobs, and I can't do anything about grandma. I can't do anything. I, I have to set my mind and my heart to the things of God. I can work on me. I can turn around and, and say, Lord, really, I need you to work on me. Lord, I need you to help me in this situation. And see, man, when you talk to folks over and over and over, some people talk, think, let me put it this way. We're talking about your presence. We're talking about your now. But when I talk to many people, they talk about a someday God. Not a Sunday God. I guess they could say that too. A someday. Someday God's going to. Someday maybe I'll get in this. Someday. What about now? Here's a now God. In studying this and in, in, in reading a few things, uh, one of the devotions, and God was talking about how he saw God in even the small things. He said his two little girls were running. They were real small. They were going up to the house, and the girls were running. And one, one of the, the sisters slammed the gate, and the other little sister got her finger caught in there. And he ran up there. She was squalling. He said it was peeled back, and her finger was flat. And he just grabbed her hand. He said, be whole in the name of Jesus. In that instant, she stopped crying. He said, I could see the bone in her finger. He said, he went in and run water on it and everything else. And he said, his daughter's whistling, singing. And he said, next thing you know, her hand was just as smooth as it was before it happened. Praise God. Was it a big prayer? Did he have to get on the knee? Did he do it? He just, he just, what was in his heart? He said, be whole in Jesus' name. He said, you know what? Today, I pray that we are whole in Jesus' name. If God can fix a finger, he can fix your heart. If God can fix a finger, he can fix your marriage, whatever's going on. But I'm going to tell you what, that's what we, we need to be focusing on the things that God does instead of what the devil does. We give the devil way too much press, don't we? We really do. When's the last time you started, turned on the news and said, let me tell you what God did today? What? Even one of the guys at work, he said, is there a good news network? I, th I think there is, but I mean, I mean, so we started looking. I mean, somebody rescued a, a cat out of a tree or something. I mean, something. How about that? There's got to be some good news. How about a good report from the hospital? How about, how about that? How about, you know what, you paid your rent today. How about this? Can't we focus on the now and what God's doing? Let's keep on moving, man. Let's keep on going. I looked through this a little bit today, and I said, you know, I talk to folks all the time, and they put God in the wrong tense. They got him in the past, or they got him in the, in the way in the future. But I need God today. How about you? I need him right now. I need him every minute of the day. Yeah, I could see where he was working in my past, usually when I'm in my now, and I know what he's going to do in the future. But Lord, right now, I'm going to be honest, I need you today, right now, in this minute, in this situation, in what's going on, I need you now. And you know what he says in those words, that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. You know, you ever heard people say this? Well, I used to feel so much closer to God back then. God didn't go nowhere. Well, one of these days, you know, I'm going to get back into it. If you're married and you go and talk to your wife and say, well, one day, man, we're going to get back into it. We're going to enjoy this marriage. You'd probably be ordering your steak with some rareness, right? <laughs> you're going to get back in. It's a relationship, man. You don't jump in, jump out, jump in, jump out. Are you in it for the long haul? God is. Are you in it for the long haul? Are you going to stand on what he says that he'll do? So today, I, I hope that you hear a few things that will resonate with you. That Don't put God in the wrong tense. Put him in your now. 
yeah, he works in the past, he works in the now, and he's, he's got promises for the future. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but I think we need to hear that today. And, and I, I see, see these things all the time. I heard a guy write this down one time. I read this, and I thought it was pretty good. You ever hear people that are always in the used-to-be's? Oh, used-to-be's. The guy say, used-to-be's don't produce no honey. <laughs> You'll get that in a minute. Used-to-be's don't produce honey. you got to be moving on, man. you got to be rolling with it. you got to see what's happening out there. Let's keep on going. So we need to practice the presence of God each day. It's about living now. We're just getting rolling now. God covers your presence with his grace. Here's a little checklist, all right? You know, if you could tell if your past is still robbing your future, get ready for this. It's the amount of grace that you allow to flow through your life each day. That's a good place to say amen. Because if you're still allowing your past to hinder your today, you're not going to have much grace flowing. And I want to tell you something else. Don't be concerned about pouring out too much grace. He'll fill it back up. You become that conduit. You ever see that with somebody just walking with the Lord and, and, and things are going on and next thing you know, some more stuff's going on. And, and at every, at every intersection in their life, they're praising the Lord. Even the tough ones. Even the tough ones. They have a choice. We have a choice. Are we making the best of that choice? I, I, I just love it when I start seeing people get encouraged in the Lord. It starts changing the way they walk. You ever seen that? It starts changing the way they talk. It starts changing the way they give. And I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about their time, their things like that. They say, well, maybe, you know what, maybe I could help my neighbor. Maybe I could do this. Maybe, you know what, I, 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 I could step up to that. Because you know what, that presence starts flowing. That grace starts flowing. What else we got? God's grace will put joy in your today. How many people can use some joy in your day? We have a 715 meeting every day at work. And I can tell you what's going to happen on Friday. The tip of the day is don't let nobody rob your joy. I'm not going to let anybody rob my joy. They've been robbing it for four days. Why didn't you say that on Monday? I got some characters, right? Can somebody give us a safety minute? Safety minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, guys, uh, it's Monday. If you're going to get hurt, you probably get hurt today because you know what? You don't want to mess up your weekend. Okay, okay, uh, it's Friday. If you don't get hurt today because it'll mess up your weekend. What are you thinking about? <laughs> Why don't we say, hey, you know what? Don't rob your joy. Don't let nobody rob your joy today. How can I be a blessing today on the job? How can I be a blessing? Who is it that I need to call? Who is it that I need to encourage? You say, I can't encourage nobody. I need encouraging myself. You just might find when you encourage somebody that God starts pouring that grace through you and starts lifting you up as well. Don't let anybody knock you off course and don't let them rob your joy. How about this? God's grace will produce forgiveness in your life. Hmm. That's a good place to say amen. Think about that. What happens when we start walking in a grace? Forgiveness is sure to follow. I said, it just comes with the territory. How many really understand this here? If when we start truly experiencing God's amazing grace, we got to share it. We got to share it. I cannot not talk about the Lord. You know? And a lot of times people try to muscle you. Well, yeah, you know, you know they, don't, they probably don't want you saying anything about that. I don't care. I don't have to answer the man. I'm going to stand before the Lord. Guess what? Y'all are too. Everybody is. Don't want to scare you. Just want to prepare you. Can you imagine going before the Lord and he said, I gave you opportunity after opportunity after opportunity, but you would shriek back. You wouldn't tell him about me. I want to sign up for that. That doesn't mean I'm going to beat you with the Bible. That doesn't mean, you know, I'm going to talk to you. I just want to love you where you are. Just in, in, encourage folks in the word of the Lord. Encourage folks. You know what? There's people that haven't even heard about this. 
great message yet. And you know what? Why not? Do they see the message on display in your life? Come on now. Do they see the message of the Lord Jesus Christ in your life? I pray that they do. Well, what does it look like? Somebody help me out here. What does it look like? What, is, what, is, what does it look like when somebody's walking with the Lord? Do you see joy in that person's life? Do you see gratefulness in that person's life? Do you see them extending grace? Do you, do you see them receiving forgiveness? Do you see that they're patient a little bit? Do you see that they're quick to give praise to the Lord? Does that encourage you? Does that, is, that what you is that the person you want to be? It's available to you. It's available to you. Let's keep on rolling. God's grace will draw others to you. I'm going to share a little story here. When you go out and you talk to a lot of people, a lot of people will talk to you back. Amen? My kids used to I say this all the time. They're like, oh, no, I don't want to go to the store with Dad. It's going to be long. You know? But I invest in people. Do you invest in people? I invest in people. And people always sometimes will come, oh, man, you got all the connections. You know everybody. Well, I've been investing in people for years. How about that? Not to get, but to give. To give the grace of God, to give the story to them, to tell them about what's going on. I went to talk to a guy the other day. I was looking at a car and talking to the guy, and, and I found out real fast it wasn't even about the car. You ever been on a job? It's not about the job. It's about the person. I didn't tell the guy I was a preacher. I didn't tell the guy anything. I was talking about, it was actually a truck. I was looking at his truck. He's telling me this. And the guy, man, he looked like he had a rough day. I said, oh, hey, man, what's going on? He goes, man, having a rough day. This is like 6 o'clock p.m. He says, I need some breakfast. I'm thinking, you want to upside down on the clock, man, but that's all right, whatever you want to do. I said, well, what's going on in your life, man? What's happening? He says, I've fallen from grace. I've been married three times, and it ain't looking good this time. I said, how about that? I said, man, do you know that God will use anybody? I said, do you know that God's got a plan for your life, man? And I know right now he's thinking, are you going to buy the car or not? Are you going to buy the car or not? <laughs> and we moved off that and we started talking about his heart condition. And started talking about, I'm not talking about physically, I'm talking about spiritually. And I tried to encourage the guy a little bit. And the next thing you know, he's giving me a business card and he's giving me this. And so guess what? We're starting to have fellowship. We're starting to, to, we're starting to, to, to react to one another because God's grace has started in our now and it's starting to say, hey, look, no doubt everybody's told this guy because he was telling me he used to have this and he used to have this and he used to have this, but he's made some bad decisions. Now he's got this. I said, man, aren't you glad that that doesn't define who you are? He said, well, I guess so. I said, no, I ain't no guess so. See, because when he had the big car lot, when he had the other things, he, you know, everybody was thinking, man, you, you got it going on. You got it going on. But you know what? I wonder where everybody was when all that crumbled. Were they coming alongside? Was there genuine friendship? Do you got some genuine friends? I said this other day in a little podcast I did, uh, a little live stream. Are you the friend to others that you would like to have for yourself? Did that come out right? Are you being the friend to other people? that you'd love to experience yourself. Here's the next question. If not, what do you got to do to do that? Do you need to listen more? Need to forgive faster? Need to show them grace? I'll tell you what, it's a teachable moment here today. Let's keep on rolling. What else we got here? God's grace doesn't run on fumes. That's a buddy chapmanism if I ever saw one. It doesn't run on fumes. You got to say, oh man, I hope I got a little bit more grace. It just doesn't happen like that, man. He will continue to pour and pour and pour and pour as we are that conduit.
And you know, I always got a story about a restaurant in Jesus, amen? This is an ice cream place in Jesus. He worked there too. We went to get ice cream the other day, and when we were coming in, I saw a family. I saw, I'm guessing, granddad, grandma, Uncle Joe, the whole crew, everybody's coming in. I don't know who they are. So anyway, I noticed Pops is coming along. And I said, how you doing, sir? He goes, I'm doing all right. Hold the door for the guy. Hey, good seeing you. All right. I don't know him. I get my ice cream. Denise gets her ice cream. I'm sitting there. I got it on the side of my face. Next thing you know, Pops goes by. He's going to get some more. He's slapping me on the back. He's like, it's good, isn't it? It's good, isn't it? I said, yeah, it's good. Next thing he come, he said, I think I'm going to try some of this. Yeah, that's good. See, I just showed him a little bit of grace, and I got me a new best friend. And he gets ready to leave. I thought he was going to hug me. He said, hey, you all have a good day. I said, yes, sir, you too. And Denise is like, where do you know him from? I said, I just met him in the parking lot. But see, I showed him a little grace. I showed him a little respect. And guess what? Boom, that flower started blooming. He paid more attention to me than he did his family. But guess what? I ain't so sure his family was paying him much attention. Come on now, that'll preach. How much, how much inward are we doing? Are we looking around here? Are we looking all out here? You ever had somebody, you're talking to somebody? I got to tell you this story. I went to, to, to my stock place. I won't give any names. And I said, yeah, I need to deposit this check. <clears throat> and a young guy there, I said, yeah, yeah. And I'm talking to him. And the whole time I'm talking to him, he's looking over my head. I don't do good with that. I really don't. So another lady comes in. I'm trying to say, well, I need to do this, and I need to deposit this and all this. See, I guess, my, I guess my check wasn't big enough to really catch his attention, you know? But my mouth was. It really was. I'm glad Denise sat in the car. We get out there. I went out there, and uh, I said, yeah, so I want to do this here. I said, well, what about this? Can you help me with this? Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's typing, and he's looking, and it's like, you know, he's looking at his watch and everything like that. I said, well, who do you think you are? That's what I'm thinking. I'm going redneck fast, boy. I'm thinking I need to pray right now. So then he goes on by and everything, and he looked up. So when he looked up, I looked up. I, I said, hey, man, I'm right here. I'm right here. I'm right here. I'm a customer right now. I said, are you waiting for somebody? Well, no. I said, ma'am, ma'am, he'll be with you in just a minute. I said, it's my turn right now. I'm right now. Sit back down. I said, this is the account number. This is the deal, everything else. And I took my little check out that I had in my pocket for two weeks because I forgot about it. Got an eye. I said, can you deposit that in there? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I had his attention there. I didn't have to get rude. Well, that might have been rude, but he was rude first. So, <laughs> Lord, help me. I need some help in these situations. But I thought, man, come on, man. But see, that's what happens a lot of times. We, we, we think, oh, man, I, you know, who's next in line? What's next? I ain't got time for this guy. I ain't got time for this guy. I don't want to be that guy. See, when I, the older guy at the ice cream place, I wasn't that guy. I was the guy that was like, how you doing? What's going on? That's all right. How you doing? Let me get a door for you. And see, I ended up with a friend. The other guy ended up with an irritated guy with a mullet. That's what he heard, you know. Yeah, that's scary, ain't it? I'm thinking, man, I'll tell you what. If I ever get some money, I'm going to say, you see this? I'm going next door, Right? You know, it makes you like that. But you're thinking, hey, but I, I tell you what, that's how the world will treat you, but that's not how God treats you. God has got his eyes on us. And, man, I tell you what, you just keep your tank full of grace. And sometimes it's hard. See, I had to pour in a little extra that day. Just being honest with you. Because I don't want you, oh, buddy never does nothing wrong. But guess what? Pray for your pastor. That just irritates you sometimes. But you know what? God helped me in that situation. 
See what's going on. Got back in the car, had to go ahead and find it's all right, it's all right. I let it affect my whole thing. You know, we want anything to eat? I don't even I ain't even hungry now. Y'all get like that? All because the guy looked over my head. I don't know. Maybe there was a light going off. <laughs> Beware, I don't know. But see, a lot of times, like, we let that happen. So you know what? That's on me. But I know one thing. As I continue to focus on my now, and I fill up on what God has for me, I can pour out more. And I need to be filling up. How about you guys? We turn around. I, I, I'll tell you what. Over and over. Just a couple of situations this week. Car guy. Ice cream guy. Banker guy. All different perspectives. And I go, Lord, how do you want me to respond in this? And like I said, I'm preaching to me first. Some days are better than others, but I know when I study the word that you know what? God has a plan for us, and let's keep on rolling. Let's look at this, because our future is bright. Let's talk about our future. Talked about our past, talked about our present. Now we're going into the future. God covers our future with promises, right? So look at this. Let's break it down. He covers our past with forgiveness. He covers our now with grace, and he covers our future with promises. Amen? How many people are holding on to a promise of God? I thought I'd see hands everywhere. I'll tell you about a promise I'm holding on. I'm forgiven. I'm going to heaven because Jesus Christ died for my sin. Hanging on. Hanging on. Guess what? He's holding on to us. We're secure in Christ. That's a real big promise to hold on to. Amen? But if he can hold us for eternity, couldn't he take care of some other things along the way? Couldn't he help us with our attitude? Let me tell you what. We are secure in him. If you guys ever need a great song to grab hold of, I pulled out some selected verses of uh, Psalm 91. Let's read through them, and then I'm going to give you eight big keys to plug in. It said, because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him. For he acknowledges my name. He will call on me and I will answer him. I will be with him in, the tr in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation and provision. Man, we need to get under the covering of God. It's available. It's good stuff. That's where we need to be. And I'm going to bring this thing on home. I'm going to pull a few things out now. If you got your Bible, you might want to underline where we were at in Psalm 91 from 14 to 16. But I'm going to break a few of these things out. Y'all ready? I'm going to go ahead and flip through them. And we are going to pick up some speed. Some promises of what God says. This is for you. If you're a believer in Christ, you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. These are for you. Somebody say amen. Let's keep on rolling. Look at this. I will rescue him. That's what he's talking about. He delivers us. We have an escape route. Amen. It's with Jesus. I will deliver him, right? I rescued him. I will protect him or her or us. How about that? How many people like protection? They sell it all the time. You don't want your computer to get hacked. You need this on your credit card. Don't forget this. Lock your door. Look behind the car. What's going on? All this, everything else. Man, let me tell you, God has got us covered in every avenue. He's going to rescue. He's going to protect. He will answer. Sometimes he doesn't answer at the time we want, the way we want, but that doesn't mean he's not answering. And sometimes we hold so much old luggage in the background, we probably wouldn't recognize his voice if we had to. Let's leave it behind. Let's keep on rolling. I will be with him in trouble. I'm going to tell you what, anybody ever been in a little bit of trouble needs some Jesus? Yeah, amen. He said he'll be with you. I will deliver him. I will honor him. God's going to honor us. When you are available for God, God's going to exalt you. you don't have to exalt yourself. When you exalt the Lord, he's going to rise you up with that. 
When you turn around and you say, how in the world did you do that? Oh, man, let me tell you what God did for me. It is a platform each and every time that you turn around and somebody says something good about you. Use it as a platform to point them to Jesus. Use it as a platform to point them to Jesus, man. I love that. I think I told y'all the other day, I went, I was eating and the guy, I saw a guy and I, and I was talking to the young boy, everything else, and his mom was there and all this. I didn't know his mom. I just took some time with him because the kid's really good boy, man. I said, kid, he's probably 20 some years old. And he's always helping me when I'm looking for parts and stuff in this particular store. And I think I told you last week, but this is awesome. And his mother wrote me a note. I didn't had no idea he worked for the same company I work in. And she says, I just want to tell you, I really appreciate you taking the time and recognizing my son outside of the workplace. See, her son, I know him from the workplace, but that don't define him. He's his own man. He's an awesome guy. You're an awesome young lady. So what you do doesn't have to define who you are. Who you are is defined by Jesus Christ, what he says about you. Amen? Let's keep on rolling with that. So I thought about that. And she said, she wrote, she said, um, one of the things that she wrote in that little note, she said, my son says you're always in a good mood. And he likes your old truck. I mean, just, you're always in a good mood. I'm not always in a good mood, but I'm going to say about in the 90s, right? Because I constantly got to renew my mind about who I am, whose I am, and what's going on. I don't want today to slip away without making it some damage in the devil. Boom! Get out of the way, baby. I want somebody to know about Jesus today. You know what? That's good stuff. We did that, we did that baptism. Guess what? Had everybody there? Had one person baptized. Guess what? Woo-hoo! One more! Guess what? Everybody there heard about what it takes to have a relationship. Who was your friend? Ben? Yeah. Where, ben came from where? Where did he come from? You had somebody come from Uganda yesterday to see you get baptized. I wonder what he's thinking. Man, is this how they do it here? These people act like they, act like they love each other. They act like they care. I know that's going around in their brain. You know, think about that. And guess what? That doesn't mean our family's perfect, but you know what? We are following the one that is. And I'm going to tell you what, with a little bit of grace, with a little bit of love, and the promises of God, we can keep on rolling. Look at this. He comes on down here. He says, I will honor them with long life. I will satisfy him, and I will show him my salvation. Let me tell you something. Thomas speaks about it a lot of times, talking about salvation. It's so much more than just, and I don't want to say just, just going to heaven one day. Salvation is healing. Salvation is peace. Salvation is restoration, being redeemed, the wisdom of God, all those different things. It's amazing. Have you ever accomplished something and you look back and you go, whoo, how did I do that? Then you got a choice. Look at me. Or you say, God, that was pretty cool. I want to choose the God that was pretty cool stuff. Because you know what? That's when he starts pouring in more. Starts pouring in more. Starts pouring in more. You ever been in a business deal and did not go real good? And you go, what am I going to do? 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 Lord, what are we going to do? See, that, that's when we usually get God on board. After we done drove it in the, in, the, in the ditch. But you know God's so good, he won't leave you in a ditch. But what would happen if we sought him first? If we seek ye first the kingdom of God? What would happen if we start waking up and say, you know what? This, I've been rescued. I am protected. Hey, God's going to answer me. And when I'm in trouble, God's going to be with me. He's going to deliver me. I'm going to honor him. And he's going to give me a long life and satisfy me with salvation. Start your day off with that. You don't care if you forget your badge. You don't care if your pants are too tight. You say, this is the big picture. This is the big deal. And I know y'all can relate to this because you know why? God's got it, baby. God's got it. 
Let me tell you, that's always on my heart. That is on my mind all the time. What does it say? Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believes also in me. Somebody said, God is good. Jesus is for you. Let us pray. Father God, I pray today that folks are encouraged, that you cover all avenues, Lord, that you take care of all these things. All the bases are covered in Christ. And I pray if folks are listening to this today or months from now or years from now, the message doesn't change. God doesn't change. The message is this. God has all the bases covered. The question is, are you willing to receive it? Number one thing, I hope you hear this today and I hope you understand that God is for you. Unfortunately, the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He wants to just upset your apple cart. But Jesus said, I've come to give you life in abundance. And I pray today, even in your current situation, that you can press into that and find a little bit of that abundance. We just shared eight things right there, just millions and millions of more when you look through that. God is available, and he loves you. Not only is he available to work in your past, he's available to work in your now, and he's got promises for your future. So today, right here, right now, let's deal with it. Lord, help me to, to, to leave my past in the past. Lord, help me to grab hold to the now and trust you. And Lord, let me walk in those future promises that you give me through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. The Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That means, you know what, we've all blown it. We all need a Savior, and his name is Jesus. He says that we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead. We put our faith and trust in what Jesus did. He came and paid our sin debt in full. He poured out his blood. He was the perfect sacrifice so that we could go free. He broke the chains. We're unshackled from our sin. We have a choice now, and we can walk with him. Call on the name of Jesus, friends. Call on the name of Jesus. And when you leave here today, leave it all behind. Leave all the past mistakes, past pain, past hurt behind. And allow him to work in your now with grace and peace and forgiveness. And everybody said, Amen. If you want to